This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. The Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Did you forget your computer? Uh, no, the, see, this is the miracle of modern technology. Oh, you have your handheld computer. You can do everything on a mobile phone these days. Isn't it's, that precious? It is It is amazing. Yeah, and that's I, good. Yeah, so I got, you, I got show notes here. In, inc- including listen to Country Squire Radio, if you like. That This or, is or, true. Or watch it. This yeah. is true. The, the only problem with using the phone for the show notes, and it's not a problem for the podcast, but for those that are watching live, it looks like I'm texting, which is very rude. You know what I mean? Like when you're at yeah. at a conversation and yeah, I know, somebody right? Somebody pulls out their phone and they're like texting on it. Like, but no, this is this is show notes, so it is legit. And hey, uh, yeah. you know, it is funny. Every time, so much of our jobs nowadays uh, in retail is weird. You know, yeah. I have to do it on my phone. It's not a computer. It's not a, a normal phone. It's a it's a mobile device. And so, you know, people walk in. I'm sitting here texting. <laughs> what what looks like texting, even though right. I'm probably putting content on Instagram or whatever that's not personal related at all. And, you know, I just have this wonder in my mind, what do these people, these, you know, older gentlemen that walk in the shop, what do they think I'm doing? Like, these kids and their skateboards and their, their metal <laughs> their metal pipes and their aromatic tobaccos and their, and, their, and, their te- and their texting? I, I don't know. I kind of feel bad, you know, but at the same time, I got to do my job. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's like, hey, hold, hold on one second. I got I to gotta text... Uh, you know about the uh, about the score of the game last night, but but it's not about that at all. I, I well, you know, I, it's I will, just kind of weird. It is it's, it is a generational thing. I would imagine you know younger viewers, younger uh, customers probably recognize that you're not necessarily texting, but they also recognize that you might be. John David over here tweeting. I'm trying to buy some tobacco. What's no, that's that? right. That, that <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> well, uh, hey man, so you know we've got we've got some great shows here on the horizon. Uh, you know we've been talking about the last couple of episodes, but we've got coming up here in the next week or so. A uh, an episode, a new episode to the pipe culture series on places. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this. Man, I think it'll be fun. I don't think I've ever seen such an early response to a pipe culture episode, like a topic, like as as has happened before. We've touched a nerve with this one, but we touched an early nerve and, and a good one, of course. <laughs> like we're getting all of this great feedback, and so keep it coming. Uh, email your thoughts on pipe smoking places to show at countrysquireradio.com. Uh, we're going to collect those. And, uh, and compile them and really looking forward to that episode and, and we can tell that y'all are too so hopefully we'll, we'll do right by you yeah no that's good that's good um, any, anything going on uh, with you Bo uh, other than uh, just kind of you know general uh, show related stuff yeah well I mean so you know we mentioned before I'm, I'm in the process of moving and it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fast move moving to Houston uh, this actually this past weekend I was in Houston and um, I, I probably shouldn't say this yet, but let's let's just say we are getting very close to potentially having a new house. No, that's good. Yeah, the, that's great. The offers yeah. have been going back and forth over the next twenty four hours. It's looking like we're in the right ballpark. Okay. okay, you know how these things go. I mean, there's still inspections and everything else that goes along with it. But you know, I don't care how many bedrooms and bathrooms. I don't care what the foundations like. I don't care if it's in a flood zone. <laughs> is there? I don't care what the school districts like. Where's is the there, cellar? Is, well, <laughs> is there a decent place to smoke your pipe oh, in, in in said prospective house? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, on, it's on perspective, on, property. On, on property, right? I mean, you know, I the, mean, you, there's a back patio area. It's it's got a pool. It, it like, mm, yeah, dude, like smoking a pipe by swimming the swimming and smoking your pipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and and I'm y'all are bringing stuff. the dog, right? Of course. I mean, oh, yeah. you're not. I mean, you know, the dog's part of the family. You you want us to leave Isley with you? No, not at all. <laughs> not 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 at all. I, there there is absolutely zero interest in that. <laughs> I've never seen a dog that can jump so high in my life. Like, she, I, yeah, I, yeah, that, that that dog can jump. <laughs> um, no, that's that's great, man. Shoot, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, um, man, getting down there to see your new digs. I, I got to tell great. you, I you know we you know I, I was. I I've been nervous about this. I think probably well, listeners yeah, sure. have, have been able to kind of pick that up is that this is this is a big move. And, you know, I've, I've only ever lived like five minutes out of Mississippi my entire life. Not, no, that's right. Yeah. And so yeah. and so to move to, to Houston is, is a big move. It's a it's a different spot. You know, I'm, I, different culture. Different I mean, you culture. Know, it, it is, you know, some would say the South and it is the South, but it's it's a different animal. But it, it really it's, is. And it's it's huge. Like the thing is, so we this past weekend while we were there, I mean, we were there for a lot of reasons. The house was kind of the big one. We were visiting churches. And, and you know, checking out the schools and everything, 
and and also just going downtown and and man, kind of getting the feel of the city, dude. It's it's a blast. Like there is yeah, so much so fun cool, stuff man. in Houston. I'm 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 really really excited to be there. So to anybody in that that area, um, please start sending your your recommendations for smoke shops. I know John David's already yep. uh, listed a few. So uh, gotta go see my buddy Ross at uh, at yeah. the Briar Shop, man. Gosh, get great great folks down there. Yeah. Speaking of great folks, man, we've got great folks that listen to this show, and um, you know if you if you've been listening like a lifelong listener, we, we really appreciate lifelong. You. Listener, you've been listening longer than we've been doing the show. No, 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 no. Not not the not your life. Oh, the life of the show. The life of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what kind of special time travel do you have to do that? To be fair, your mom has been listening to this show. For, <laughs> for, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> poor woman. We uh, gotta find her some new uh new hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like, we really everybody who, who who listens to the show, I mean, I just want I want I want to just personally say for me and for John David, thank you so much. I mean, like we honestly we could not do this show without you. Yeah. Um, about two years ago, we introduced the Country Squire Radio Patreon account as a way for people to support the show because we would not be able to continue or have been able to continue without that support. It was crucial. It was huge. And when we started the the Patreon account, you know, we really wanted to treat it as something different. We didn't want to just, oh, here's a Patreon. We wanted to treat it as a club and kind of have this idea of, you know, if, if you want to just be a patron, give a, a, buck, a buck a month or a buck episode, that, that's, that's great. That's huge. And thank you. But for those that are really willing to dive in and to help make this show happen, we really wanted to treat it more as, as a social club, as sure, as, yeah. a, as a pipe-smoking club, an international Country Squire Radio um, uh, club. And a large part of that was putting together an online space for people to be together, which is how we came up with the Squire Lounge, which is our Facebook group. Uh, now, the Squire Lounge is a closed Facebook group. And that means that it's only available for those that are actually club that are members. On, yeah, uh, club members been also on Facebook. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it, in the last couple of uh, weeks and, and the last month in particular, I've noticed a big influx of a lot of great listeners trying to join the club and, and just saying like, hey, I'm not a patron, but I've been listening forever. And I don't want to devalue the fact that you've been listening forever. Oh, at gosh. All. No, like that, not a that's, bit. That's huge. And thank you all so much for doing so. But for those that are making this show financially happen, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're adding value there. So uh, if, if you if you are able to support the show and want to want to jump into the, the Squire Lounge, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash country squire radio at our club member level and uh, and we'll get you in. And so uh, and for those and I will say this too, for those that are club members that still haven't gotten access, let me know. Just reach out to me directly. <laughs> I think I got everybody. But What's a good email for you, Bo? I, well, if they just get contact uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. Show at countrysquireradio. That's okay, where I go great. to collect all those. And so, yeah, just, just hit that and, um, and and we'll get you in. I had somebody actually say, hey, I'm, I'm a club member. Just wait, waiting in line <laughs> still here. Waiting, still waiting on my deal. It's like I'm a bouncer. Get you know, your head out of the it, sand, Bo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are, I know. You're, you're the gatekeeper. Like, I'm on the list. And I'm like, uh, oh, oh, yes, you are. Okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get that, we'll get that done. Man, no, that's great. That's great. Hey, did you watch the Super Bowl last night? I was. That, that's under, the one with the ball bats and the uh, the hoop net. No, no, hang on. I know what the Super Bowl is. It's an American pastime. And, like, we, we treat it as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to some extent. I mean, like, it's a, it is a, an annual tradition. And I was saddened that this year... Uh, that tradition didn't happen because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know there was supposed to be a a Super Bowl, and then uh, the oh, Saints... it's because you're a Saints fan. Well, as I understand it, oh no, that's right. You know, I heard it was really difficult to uh, to watch uh, the Super Bowl in the city of New Orleans. <laughs> Have uh, you, you know, seen it, the big uh, the Picayune Times with the big like full spread? It was a blank sheet on the front, right? <laughs> and it said Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, it's funny. Had you know, we uh, obviously have a lot of friends and uh, you know dedicated listeners in the New Orleans area, and we got a lot of uh, ribbing from them because you know we had a Super Bowl party at the Squire last night, and everyone in Super Bowl uh, in in New Orleans was uh, was celebrating the anti Super Bowl, which uh, you know is what New Orleans does best, which is goes out and uh, throws a gigantic party in celebration of uh, you know a, a made up a made up holiday, which you know is is great. And I, so I saw I did that, see they won the party. I said, they always do. I saw somebody was like literally roasting a ram uh, <laughs> like, down in New Orleans, like on a spit and everything like. uh, it's ridiculous <laughs> where do you buy a whole ram is that even legal like by federal it is, law it, it is in New Orleans that, no in New Orleans <laughs> right no that's 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 exactly right Napoleonic yeah. code no, that, yeah. Yeah, how was the pipe shop uh, Napoleon the, uh, the uh, loved those smoking rams no it was great yeah we had a good time at the Squire uh, great turnout man lots of uh, lots of pipe and cigar smoking and um, yeah it was a good a good evening so you know it's amazing just how uh, quickly we filled up our new shop right we 
We've got mm-hmm. uh, all this extra space. And of course, we were nervous about, man, how are we going to fill the shop with uh, furniture and inventory and, and all this? And man, we're already uh, jam-packed. I'm trying to figure out where to put uh, more pipes, more tin tobaccos, uh, build new shelves for uh, new bulk blends and how to, uh, you know, maybe get us some more space for our growing shipping business and all this other stuff. And so uh, it's a lot of fun. But man, it, it was it was really beautiful to see that uh, that little pipe shop just full of uh, full of people last night um, in a in a very you know watching a very terrible game. So <laughs> I, I got to ask you, man, because obviously you are a tobacconist, you are a blender, you are somebody who likes to take advantage of get-togethers or big monumental events or even even just personal events and kind of come up with a tobacco for it. So did you put together, like, or, or did you either make a custom tobacco for this year or perhaps have a recommendation for the big game? You know, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I guess I could have. I mean, it's one of those things well, okay. where... okay. This, this year didn't count anyway, so it's fine. No, it didn't. No, that's, it, right. that, that's exactly right. That's right. You know, um, yeah, you know, I guess I didn't really uh, do that. There is something to be said for, uh, you know, marking those special events, but not for the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's just not something that's uh, that's come up. I, I don't think this year uh, was particularly worthy of one, unless you're a Patriots fan, which which of course they won last night, and uh, and uh, and good and good for them. All right, man. Well, <laughs> good for all of us because uh, it's this episode, man, we we're having some fun. We we're doing that in which you would think a podcast about pipe tobacco would do. We're talking mm, tobacco, man. yeah, man. It's the forte, yes, sir. Now, it, you know, it's funny I, if you think back to the earliest tobacco talks. Like the idea was, here's one tin, here's one blend, and there's been times where it's been, well, here's a couple of blends, and there's been times like here's a couple of tins. But when you say blend, like bulk blend, yes. you know, something something we brew up at the Squire. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Uh, but I think we're back. To, to classic today is that correct? Yeah, we're going we're going with two tins. Two tins. Okay, we're going we're going with two tins now. <laughs> but, but one you, of them, you put one of them is coming from your personal one of cellar. The, <laughs> that, that's exactly right. And so it's in a mason jar. That's and right. so Bo is you know he's uh was was confused because of this uh you know exquisite ball jar that I've got that uh, has a big old hunk of, of plug tobacco in there that we'll get to. Oh, I, I think we're going to do that okay. second. Um, but um yeah, so we've got a couple of fun ones today. Of course, uh, tobacco talk. This is kind of the heart of Country Squire Radio. It's who we uh. I, you know, directly associated with our DNA, uh, other than uh, you know picking on each other each week and and uh, being the abuse victims of your uh, <laughs> your memes and whatnot. That's right. <laughs> By the way, uh, you know the the guy that uh, is you know last night's Super Bowl, the the guy that is the. Um, main singer of Maroon Five. I think his last name is Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is no I, relation. Are we are we sure? Pretty sure. Because he did take a shirt off. He did take a shirt off, and, but- it, and it had California written on him. I, I don't. Uh, you know, and speaking of memes, I mean, I just think there maybe two, there's some opportunity. There's there. two reasons why I know there's no relation to Brian Levine. Uh, one, because he uh, uh, Adam, I believe Adam Levine phoned in that performance last night, and Brian Levine never phones in. A performance. Hey, that's true. That that is true. And it, it, Brian brings the A game every time. And two, we saw him take his shirt off, but we saw what was under his shirt, which was a ripped physique. Which is the other reason we know there's no relation to Brian. That, that DNA that can't it certainly <laughs> certainly is not uh, commingling there. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's great. You, you know, if he lifts his crate of uh, you know McClellan tobaccos that he's cellared over and over, he might develop a bicep. You know, wow. ma- ma- maybe wow. One. I'm not yeah. going there, Brian. I was, not, I was going for some light ribbing, <laughs> man. So uh, tobacco talk today. We've got a couple of couple of fun tobaccos uh, that. that various ends of the spectrum um, you know here uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Holger Dansk Daily Mixture. This is a very classic uh, brand that uh, has been around a long time. It was recently reintroduced into the uh, U.S. market, uh, brought uh, into the market again by our friends at Law DC, uh, who, of course, are the owner of Peterson Pipes and also the American distributor for uh, Savinelli, Cornell and & Deal, um, and so many other great brands, uh, GLPs, uh, so many so many awesome brands. So Holger Dansk, uh, man, it's an uh, interesting blend. Uh, well, interesting tobacco. We're, today we're talking about their daily mixture. This is a, a Virginia Burley aromatic. It, it says it's uh, matured under intense pressure Ooh. and uh, and mellow, but not too sweet, which we'll get to shortly. Um, Fifty grand, Tim. These are the same folks that make uh, Brebbia tobaccos, also James Fox tobaccos. So some uh, some really good uh, tobaccos there made in uh, in Germany. Oh, wait, yeah. Fox is out of Germany. J- James Fox. So you know, it's the historic brand, uh, historic shop there in England which yeah. uh, over the years all these different 
uh, tobacco shops, you know, like the um, Freiburg and Trayer and, you know, other uh, Rattrays, you know, these are all brands that might have their roots uh, somewhere like Scotland or, or London. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the stuff now is made uh, in other factories across the world just using sure. the same name. Uh, some are original formulas, some are not. Um, but, yeah, the, the, uh, the Holger Dansk uh, tobaccos are made uh, in Germany. And, and, and it is the same factory as the, uh, as the James Fox stuff. So, Gutentag. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, bless you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, interesting, uh, Holger Dance, they have a variety of mixtures, uh, a relatively elegant uh, tin presentation, I'd say. I mean, uh, you want to you want to describe that tin? I mean, I, I don't know. It's 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 simple, but, you know. Yeah. So, like, the, in the very center, I, I, I associate the ship as like, like a... Viking type ship, yeah, like Viking or maybe Greek or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Holger Dance, uh, you're probably Viking, right? Right. Oh, no, yeah. I guess I guess Greek as well. But yes, yeah, so because because I had the kind of the dragon type deal and that sort of deal, uh, and then the shields on the side. I suppose that could also be yes, yeah, more of a, a Greek thing as well. Yeah, but th- th- you're probably right. They're probably going for the the Nordic look. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got that that the red, white, and blue. Or I'm sorry, the the red, blue, and yellow. The prim- the primary colors going around in the rim, but they're kind of close, thin strips in a very 70s style fashion. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. I don't yeah. mean it in a bad way. Just, no, that's right. That yeah, was very much like of the time. Yeah. Uh, and the the Holger. That's actually <laughs> a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> the Holger dance. The the entire outlook of the like the it it's it feels dated. I don't mean that yeah. again. Not in a bad, not in way, a negative way, per, right? But this this looks like it could have actually been like really cool in the seventies. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, like like the Country Squire station wagon, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you imagine rocking around with the Country Squire station wagon that had the wood paneling on the side. Hey, man, we brought that bad boy back. And 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 you know, smoking some Holger Dance out of your uh, probably out of your favorite Ben Wade, uh, you know, pipe. What are uh, what are what was the best way uh, to uh, to say I am in the seventies right now? That's right. Yeah. It also has kind of a gold strip. Uh, a kind of banner going along the side that actually yeah. has the ship in the middle of it, almost like the ship is a seal or would act as a seal for whatever this kind of yeah for kind is. of the uh, the overall package there yeah, yeah. um so uh, this tin of course we're talking about a vacuum seal style tin so if you're if you're not watching live but um you know or listening to the podcast it's a uh, the flat uh, we call it the coin style tin that uh, is held together together by vacuum sealed air um and uh you know just a just a you know simple tin uh, my biggest complaint about the packaging with these is that um, they have a name on the front of all the Holger Dance tobaccos, but literally nothing uh, about it. it. It's very nondescript, so you have no idea. Uh, daily mixture, the other ones are just, uh, you know, again, uh, names that, that there is one that's like bourbon and blue, bourbon and black or mm. something. And like, uh, but but that's the only one they really have that is a, when you look at the front of the can, you can really tell what you're smoking. So you have to turn it over. Uh, special Virginia, it says daily mixture, special Virginia and burly grades, blended by hand. Uh, matured under high pressure, ready rubbed, mellow, but not too sweet. Um, so again, 50 gram tin. Um, uh, my sense uh, is actually that this tobacco as you smoke it is is pretty sweet. <laughs> so um, it kind of reminds me, to be honest, of uh, some of those old over-the-counter brands that that have a kind of market themselves as a natural flavor, as a, mm. a simple tobacco, but but do have some underlying sweetness there that um, that you might not expect if you're looking for a non-aromatic. So um, anyway, uh, is that sweetness coming just from a natural standpoint, or is this are the case? This is this is a, a heavily topped tobacco. I mean, right. uh, yeah, in in my in my sense. I mean, you, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm going to open go ahead and open this. Yeah, and, you know, open, yeah but take a look at the uh, you know exquisite internal packaging there. Oh wow, that's a. <laughs> It's I mean, like I can smell it across the candied room. Candied plums just like popped yeah, out right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I immediately uh, when I started smoking this thought of plum. Yeah, and you know, you've got some tobaccos that have that uh, that top note, that, uh, you know, essence of plum that might be lurking in there. Man, when you open this, you, you that there are, I, th- th- the smell of this, and everyone's like raisins or, you know, whatever, the, the smell of this particular tobacco, there is a specific granola bar that members of my family like to eat. Oh, is it the one that's like more blueberry than granola? Yes. I know exactly what you're and talking about. And it smells about. just like this tin. It, it is the weirdest thing. And I, I don't know the brand name. I can't think of, but I I know. I know exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, like yes, it, yes. It, it's, it does. It smells just like it. 
It this smells like it even that. Kind of looks like it. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I mean, kind of. If it was blue. Um, interesting. <laughs> you know man. the little dried, uh, crummy blueberries. You know they yeah. put in those things. It's, it smells. It smells just like that. And, and there's essence of that in the in the flavor of the tobacco as well. So, have you? Is this the first time that you've opened this, or have you already been kind of? Uh, no, no. I, I've monkeyed with this tin before okay. and smoked a little bit. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, uh, out of curiosity, how fresh is this? Um, it, it's yeah. I opened it last week. Okay, yeah, all right. So it, it is fresh. It's a. It, it is. A, it, it seems a bit dry. It's relatively dry. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. It's what you'd expect probably from an aromatic tobacco in a vacuum sealed style uh, tin. A lot of your, um, you know, uh, tins that are closed up, kind of like the Cornell and Deal style tin, they uh, have a little more moisture in them is my experience. But um, this is a pretty dry uh, can of tobacco. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a coarse cut uh, kind of chunky, ready rubbed flake. You know, I, I was expecting it to be very ribbon uh, ribbon cut, but you open it up and uh, you know, there's some significant uh, flakes in here. Which uh, you know, for the flake smoker, uh, you know, I, I love flakes. That's no secret, and we love uh, smoking tobacco that's um, you know been under pressure. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fun tobacco, so it's something that um, you know I, I think a non aromatic smoker that likes a flake tobacco could appreciate if they're looking for something um, you know that's that's been topped pretty heavily. Heavily. So um, there's lots of lots of tastes here. We talked about the plum note. Uh, graham cracker is very apparent in this particular. What? Yeah, yeah. This this particular tobacco, uh, as you puff it, it's uh, uh, mellow. Not in the um, tin. I'm sorry. Not, is, not, 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 in the, yeah. not in the tin. No, but um, you know, it, there's a there's a slight citrus note that comes out occasionally. Mm-hmm. Nuttiness. Um, but uh, you know, again, it's a tobacco that you want to uh, want to be gentle with uh, in order for this particular blend to be kind to your mouth. You know, you're going to want to puff it a little slowly, but um, but yeah, good good. You know, all around everyday uh, aromatic tobacco. Not the uh, most intriguing or uh, complex <laughs> or anything, but it's a good a good tobacco to try. And all the Holger Dance tobaccos, uh, I think, retail for you know a ten. Uh, the MSRP I think is around ten dollars. So um, you know, great value. It's one of those that. Uh, you know, I think if you're looking for something that is readily available and, um, you know, you can uh, find it at a, uh, you know, local tobacconist or at, um, you know, your favorite online retailer, I think you'll think you'll be happy with it. <laughs> that, is a, that is a solid just fine from. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a firm. A, it's fine. A firm just fine. Just fine. Yeah. Fine. Just fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me, you know, to be honest, uh, we mentioned before a lot of those over those old fashioned over the counter tobaccos, which, you know, I kind of I kind of think the Holger Dance brand is kind of bridges that gap between our hamster cage friends and our premium tobacco friends you know it kind of has that uh you know that um it's kind of a middle step there between uh, the two. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good value tobacco. I think, uh, you know, something that has enough, um, you know, care taken in its in its manufacturing process to make it uh, worthwhile smoking. But, um, you know, not super uh, over the top with, like we said, complexity or anything. Just a great uh, workhorse tobacco. So, um, yeah, give it a shot. You know, it, uh, I think you'll uh, I think you'll be happy with it, uh, at least as a part of your rotation. Holger Dance Daily Mixture. Fine, just fine. Fine. <laughs> fine, no, just no, no, fine. No. fine. Um, attractive in the 70s and has a great personality. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> has a great personality. Is that code for being called fat? Well, no, you were just like, you're like, you know, it, 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 it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it'll, it'll do. That's it'll a good, do. Uh, that'll you know, do. My, my, uh, my, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Wow. Uh, my, my grandfather used to have a, uh, a farm. It, like he always wanted to be a he was an accountant and he was like a very successful accountant like executive <laughs> level but he really at, at his heart wanted to be a farmer and so he saved up and later in life he bought a farm and uh, and <laughs> he called it it'll do and so it was always like, <laughs> it'll do it'll do I mean like you know he was he was like my my, my grandfather was very classic Mississippi you know what I mean yeah and, uh, yeah and so I remember we'd we'd go out to it'll do whenever it comes so and you know daily mixture it'll do it'll do it'll yeah. do <laughs> um, man moving along to our to our second uh, tobacco today you know we normally talk about two uh, today we have um, one that is a lot of fun it's a little more expensive tobacco harder to get your hands on um, again this is you know from my personal collection so it isn't a mason jar not how uh this would normally be packaged this is wessex gold brick oh uh wessex uh you know interesting 
um, kind of cult following tobacco. You know, these are made uh, in Germany. Not not a ton of different blends. This is not uh, the prolific nature of a you know say a Cornell and Deal or a Sutliff that just has all these different blends. Uh, Wessex, you know, they they have their uh, kind of stable of uh, modest stable of blends, but they're they're all very high quality and uh, and really do have a cult following. Um, which you know because they're limited makes them kind of hard to find. It's not the esoterica level hard to find, but this you know still kind of can be hard to get your hands on. Was Wessex the one that made that like premium of the premium tobacco like two or three years ago? No, that was. Yeah, yeah hold on, hold on. That will uh yeah, we're gonna I, I I will I will have an answer for that. All um right. yeah, W. O. Larson. W. O. Larson. I'm almost positive that was W. O. Larson. Yeah, oh. I could be wrong. I know that it was made by Scandinavian that, tobacco. No, that sounds familiar. I, I'm yeah. pretty. I'm pretty sure that was right. I forget what they well, call. When you that say stuff. gold brick, like that's the first image that popped in my mind. Like the yeah. first time that we saw that, it was like, oh my god. Well, you know, it was what we're referring, what Bo brought up, and what we're referring to here. A couple of years ago, there was a. Um, it was released, I think, at the Chicago Pipe Show. There was a. I, I'm almost positive it was W. O. Larson. There was a limited edition tobacco. It was the MSRP on it was nine hundred and fifty dollars for a. Three gram tin. I mean, it was it was absurd. Like something that like you know a uh, um, P Diddy would buy just because he could. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, I can't remember. I, we'll have to. Uh, we'll try to do some more research on that. Maybe have some information on it next week. Obviously, none of us and probably none of our listeners could afford to buy that. Uh, if you did, we want to know about it. <laughs> Is Diddy a pipe smoker? I want to know about that. That's a different kind of pipe. Let's get him on. I don't think so. <laughs> Diddy, man, Diddy gets into like some like crazy things. No, you he find does. Out he's like a super fanboy of like does. Downton Abbey. Like, Diddy? <laughs> really? I don't know. Maybe he listens to the show. Uh, you never know. Call you us, ne- Diddy. No, that's right. Yeah. We'll Call us. On. <laughs> we, we'd, we'd love to have you. Yeah. And then have us on one of your next like like track. Wow. Sample Country Squire Radio. Way to not sell an album. I've had um, a podcast be sampled before. It can happen again. Okay. Let's talk about Wessex Gold Brick. Let's do it. This is a straight Virginia plug. Um, so it, it comes in a literal uh, a literal brick. Now, I have not removed much from this, uh, so it's basically in its uh, original form. But this is uh, – it, it comes in a very uh, incredibly simple cellophane package. Um, it is a um, – when you buy Wessex Brick, you're looking uh, through cellophane at a, at a plug – of tobacco, a, a simple brick. It's three and a half ounces. It just comes in this very simple uh, cellophane package, and it's a uh, yeah, man. It's just a, a just a little chunk. That's interesting to me. Okay, so yeah. this is probably a dumb question I should have asked a long time there ago. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people. Well, and I'm already here. Uh, so <laughs> if if this so this is sold as is that in this right mm-hmm. in terms of that brick in this. Uh, in the cello- cellophane package cellophane that is bag. is only uh, it, the only way it's sealed is basically through a uh, a sticker. Yeah. So I know with beer, like I mean, this is part of the fermentation process and everything else. But like that, you want to make sure that you want to reduce as much light as possible gets to the beer before you actually drink it. I have always assumed that tobacco was kind of covered in some form or fashion as to reduce the sunlight getting in and I would imagine heating up the tobacco. Yeah, it's more of a function of heat than than it is uh, light. You know, we we talk about, you know, tobacco, a lot of it's, uh, you know, cured in outdoor areas and things of that nature. But um, really the only, again, I'd love to be corrected on this if I'm wrong, but the only, uh, you know, thing you really be protecting the the tobacco from is the heat. Um, You know, a lot of tobaccos are stored in in light, right? You've got uh, glass jars, through jars like a mason jar. Okay, that's true. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily light. It is a heat sensitive product though. That's why a couple years a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, we um, had one of our friends call in or write in. He said, "Hey, you know, we're talking about doing this in a laundry room." Um, and, and my first you know gut instinct there was the only thing you might want to be careful of is having. Um, you know your tobacco stored in a hot environment if your if your laundry room is not climate controlled or that type of thing. Hmm. So um, anyway, all, all that to say, yeah, I don't think the light is as much uh, as as the um, you know the temperature variety there. But, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, Wessex Gold Brick, um, you know the small company label again in Germany, not a not a ton of uh, different tobaccos, but um, you know their their stable tobaccos are are popular. Their Balkan Supreme is uh, particularly um, you know popular, and this is also a, a, a popular one too the gold brick uh beautiful uh you know the beautiful packaging really because it's just you just see the tobacco you're just buying a small little brick of uh of tobacco that's you know the the packaging allows the product to sell itself really um 
gold colored with kind of a mottled uh, mottled dark uh, leaves in there, maybe a little more mature leaf. But this is a decidedly uh, not mature overall blend, though the the golden color of this this is a you know this is a brighter, uh, more citrusy. Uh, you know, top leaf Virginia that uh, is going to have that grassy. Did you just try to lick that? No, I was about to take a bite of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the uh, you know the the golden color. Uh, I, I think really speaks for the you know the nature the character of this particular tobacco. So there is a a grassy flavor. You'll get a little bit of that butteriness on the back end that I associate. Listeners have heard me talk before about um, the Mac Baron HH uh, Pure Virginia uh, Vowen uh, Tobacco Number Fourteen. Um, you know, you, you get some of that uh, butteriness there there there's a vegetal uh, taste to this which I think uh, can be off-putting to some people uh, some of that uh, is cured by um, by age one thing about this tobacco we've talked about uh, this before with other tobaccos that are you know packaged uh, marketed in the same way um, th- this is to be smoked either immediately or to be cellared in another container so you know the the, the cellophane package and we're really talking about you know, just like a bag of chips. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, it's not even that sealed. You know, it's it's literally there's air. Uh, you know, affecting this. Um, you know, while it's sitting on the shelf. Um, you know, if you do want to keep this long term, you really, in my you know opinion, you need need to probably put it in some type of uh, uh, sealed glass container. And so, um, you know, I think that would be uh, wise. But uh, hence the the mason jar that it's in today. Um, or smoke it immediately. Or you know, take half of it and uh, smoke it now and uh, and put the rest back. You can cut it yourself, obviously with plug tobacco um you know you'll have to have to cut it you can slice it either way uh long ways or or whatever some people are gonna um you know fold it and stuff it in their pipe i'm uh one of these people that is gonna uh rub it apart uh you know until it uh, has kind of that chunky ready rubbed look uh, more of a ribbon cut look and then i'll i'll pack my pipe with it that way the moisture content of this particular tobacco is going to be determined by you know how long it's been sitting on the retailer's shelf, right? Now we we sell this tobacco like crazy, um, you know, particularly through our website. So um, you know when it comes to our shop, we don't we, you know it doesn't sit on our shelf very often. Um, one thing we don't have control over is how long it's been sitting on the shelf at the uh, distributor or even the manufacturer. You know we just don't we just don't really know. Um, so you'll have to determine the moisture content. Uh, yourself and and you know get it to a point where okay well I know if I cut me off a slice of gold brick that I'm gonna have to let it sit there for you know 30 minutes before I smoke it or uh, or maybe it's good to go immediately maybe it's too dry and you need to breathe over the tobacco a little bit or or something of that nature but um, again bright leaf here we're talking about uh, a more uh, grassy hay-like flavor um, you know this is one of those tobaccos that you don't have to really baby but um, you know you're going to want to smoke it on the on the slower side. Any Virginia leaf that's got that you know heavier dose of natural sugar uh, is is like that. Um, there's some spice there, a little bit of, uh, of a pleasant bite. You know that we might associate with uh, your favorite bourbon or something. Um, you know that just lets you know you're smoking a hearty uh, hearty tobacco. You know not super complex. This is not a matured. Uh, th- this particular tobacco doesn't major on the matured leaf side, and so um, you, you know you're not going to get those deep rich notes. This is a more uh, a, a grassier uh, you know flavor tobacco, but uh, good good you know old fashioned plug tobacco. Just a good again all day workhorse. I think um, you know your your non aromatic smoker, your certainly your plug smoker, and and also uh, most Virginia smokers I think are going to be um, very pleased with this. It's uh, it's highly recommended. Well, there you go. Yeah, I. I do have a question with this brick. Like, how many bowls, good size bowls, do you think you'd be able to get with that? Oh, a, a, a whole bunch. I mean, this is a three and a half ounce uh, brick of tobacco. Th- this, you know, this is actually a, it's a pretty expensive product. You know, we mentioned. I, I think this MSRP on this is like twenty five dollars or something. Wow. Um, we, you know, which puts it in the category of uh, uh, like a Mac Baron uh, Navy Flake, which only comes in a three and a half ounce can. It's I think MSRP twenty four, twenty five bucks. Um, you know. But you're going to get a whole bunch of smokes out of that. It's a just a really um, just a really uh, great tobacco. I can't put a really number uh, bowl number. Just depends on you know what how big your uh, how big your bowl is, Mister uh, Owl. How many smokes does it take to get to the end of Wessex Gold Brick? Well, One, let's find out. Two and three. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought about that commercial in a long uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other, man. Look, if you're thinking about checking out these tobaccos, we we recommend that you do. You know, don't don't take our word for it. 
uh, uh, smoke them for yourself and see what you think. But if you do so, you're going to want to make sure that you get a good, cool, clean smoke where you're actually going to be able to enjoy all of the various flavors. And you won't just say raisins. You'll say <laughs> sugared plums with graham cracker mm. like John David. And the only way you'll do that is by getting that good, clean uh, smoke like the great smoke you can get with the wonderful corncob pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's right, man. Gosh, we love Missouri Meerschaum pipes, particularly for tasting new tobaccos. And they just pair so well with our uh, tobacco talk episodes. Today, we're featuring the Apple Diplomat corncob pipe. Uh, it's one of their most sought-after shapes, right? This is a, a, a decent, generous-sized pipe. It's got um, you know a, a medium to large-sized bowl, and the Apple Diplomat has a slight bend on the stem, uh, which is really uh, really nice. Of course, the bent stems tend to be a little more popular, uh, not just with uh, with briar pipes, but also with corncob pipes. A chubby and familiar oval-shaped bowl is a popular uh, pipe, and it's for a reason: comfortable in the hand and pleasing to the eye. The Apple Diplomat is sure to be a welcome addition to your pipe smoking rotation. This pipe accommodates a 6mm filter and has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. It's available as a straight or a bent bit. Uh, the bent bit, the, the straight one is a uh, is a little um, I think just a little different, but the um, you know, but you can get it in both. We're featuring the uh, the bent one today. It's available in straight or bent. It is included in our uh, also the two pipe gift sets that they have. They have a gift set of uh, the Diplomat, both in the those, Apple man. and then also in the Fifth Avenue variety. And so, uh, just a great pipe. Uh, it'd be good to smoke a, a generous size bowl of tobacco sitting on the porch, uh, maybe with your favorite uh, favorite libation. One, two. Three. <laughs> Be sure to check out uh, the uh, the bent or the Apple Diplomat, uh, and if you've got one, smoke it this week. Take yourself take a selfie of yourself doing it. Tweet it into us. We'll retweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate them for sponsoring the show. I love how you say Meerschaum. 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 Pipe question of the week. Hi, man. Pipe question of the week this week coming in from Tom Kun. Uh, Tom says, hey, Bo and JD. First, I want to say how much I enjoy your show. Every Monday at noon, I sit at the computer and get away from the daily rat race of work and get to interact with my fellow Piper community. Well, hopefully you're watching live right now. So what's up, Tom? Uh, He says, I listen, learn, and most importantly, I smile and enjoy. Thank you for that. Here's my question. You know how at the rim of your briar pipes, you sometimes get that charring from your lighter? Well, I know it's not very sanitary, but a little saliva on the old soft rag will clean that right up. Sometimes it looks just like new. I must have super spit. Yeah, spit shine. (laughs) I have and love a 1970s Meerschaum that I smoke my plum pudding out of, and it gets some black charring on the rim also. Uh, how can I get that off? I'm afraid to rub the rim for fear of grinding or wearing it down. Can I use saliva on that too? Maybe a toothbrush? Is there something else better? I wait in suspense. That's from Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom, uh, man, thanks thanks for writing in. Great question. Um, you know, with Meerschaums, I'm I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to encourage you to not mess with the charring at all. Mm. Um, you know, we talk about the, um, you know, the uh, you bring up a great point in cleaning the rim of a of a briar pipe, right? A lot of, uh, you know, a little, little bit of saliva, uh, maybe a little terry cloth and some elbow grease, you know, that'll, uh, you know, get a lot of that charring off. Sometimes folks will take kind of a wet, uh, hot, hot, damp rag, uh, hold it on the rim of that pipe for uh, maybe 10 seconds and just kind of scrub it a little bit. You don't want to do that too much because it will take uh, some of the finish off but uh, but you can do that sparingly and, and gently and, um, and and relieve some of that now having said that you, you know you can do the same thing with a uh, with a Meerschaum pipe but part of the beauty of the Meerschaum is that you're you know you're letting it take on the color from use right and now um, you know the the coloring is going to be a little more even when you're not touching it with your hand but most most uh, you know aged Meerschaum pipes that have been actually aged by smoking and not artificially aged by um, you know some kind of uh, torch or uh, you know wax or anything like that. Uh, most are going to have kind of that charred um, you know a darker color there around the rim of the pipe. And so um, I, you know if it were me, Tom, I would embrace it. I, I, I really would. Now uh, you know having said that, if you're incredibly 
incredibly careful. Um, you know, you can you can use uh, moisture and uh, you know get some of that um, you know coloring off of the meerschaum. I've I've seen folks you know in, in, again the care you have to take on this is so incredible. But I, I've seen folks put a meerschaum on a buffing wheel. <laughs> um, you know, I, if this is a prized pipe of yours, um, I just I just wouldn't do that. I, I, I you know it might be something if you're cleaning up an old estate pipe that you found on eBay and uh, want to try it out. Maybe if you've done several uh, that way, you know, you could get comfortable enough to treat, you know, your prized uh, meerschaum like that. But, um, you know, I would I would embrace the color. I really would. You know, if we've got folks in there that, that you know, folks out there that do like to, um, you know, have their meerschaums continue to look pearly white, uh, you know, that's, you know, we might, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear from those folks that that chime in. One thing, be, be aware, if you clean a part of your meerschaum <laughs> on the outside, um, you know, you're going to have this, uh, you know, squeaky clean, bright rim of the meerschaum, but then the rest of it's going to be yellowed. So you kind of have to decide, okay, well, am I going to have a, a a clean top, but then it won't look uniform? Or is it just, you know, you, you got to figure out what you want your pipe to look like. But um, anyway, be careful if you do try to uh, monkey with, um, you know, the, uh, the, you know, coloration of your meerschaum at all. Uh, I would advise you against it, but if you do, you, you just want to take uh, exquisite care. Um, maybe be practice on a couple of a uh, couple of pipes first that you get on eBay. Um, but you know, again, elbow grease. Um, you know, same way, wet rag. Um, you know, even a buffing wheel. But gosh, you better you better take it really easy. Sounds like uh, if you've got a local expert too, that might might be better. In some yeah, man. I mean, you, you could um, you know, yeah. I don't know, maybe send it off to you know someone like our buddy Reborn Pipes or um, you know, even Tim West or uh, in Norwood's Pipe Repair. I you know, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, someone would be you know willing to take that um, you know. But again, they're probably going to tell you, look, no promises on the condition of this pipe when yeah, I get done with it because uh, you know, again, those uh, you know, they're just they're just very delicate. Well, there you go. Well, great question, Tom. And hey, if you got a question for us, send it in, show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick Fire with the Squire. All right, man, Quick Fire questions. All right, Quick Fire questions brought to you by new Country Squire Radio shirts. Coming soon. Yeah, all right, you know, the funny, the funny thing about the coming, I know you don't want me to tell people why they're coming soon instead of why we can do it, and I won't, I won't. I'll wait until we finally announce where you can get them and everything i will let everybody know why this is so weird i don't know maybe we just should go ahead and no nah, no no we'll, we'll no, wait no, we'll, we'll wait we'll wait, wait. We'll wait. <laughs> it's kind of it's embarrassing because <laughs> if we tell people the truth they're going to want certain things that they can't have and so oh you know what i mean because then they'll be like that whole well we'll you'll, you'll this will out. make sense after we everything re- will make after sense. we release the t-shirts come back and listen to this segment of this uh this episode hopefully this time next week and then but, you can but yeah we'll let you know <laughs> All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in from Derek Jum, Jum, Jumagin? Jarnigan. Jarnigan. Wow, my eyesight. I think you literally messed up his name. And I think actually the uh, the uh, pipe question was from Tom Kuhn. Um, and, uh, and I think you messed up his name too. So these both of these people feel very welcome. Well, good. I mean, that's how we do it here. That's how I do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So Derek, uh, this is what he has got to say. This is a barbecue edition. Uh, as someone who I'm sure is in the pro barbecue corner. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so you ready for this? Yep. Ribs or brisket? Ribs. Six or seven times out of ten, mm. ribs. But brisket is delicious and has its place. But I'm, I'm going to go with ribs. Ribs are more delicious, but brisket is more practical. I, I, I don't know, man. People are going to fight you on that. I don't know. I think I think ribs are more... Like, ribs are delicious. But who eats barbecue to be practical? Well, that... You know, ribs. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Barbecue pork or barbecue beef? You're moving to Texas. That's that's brisket country. you got to be careful with this kind of yeah, stuff. That, you that might have to... Li- you know, pork brisket, these, man. You might have to keep these opinions, uh, you know, kind of in the in the background we'll for a while. Go get that pork brisket. Um, you know, uh, barbecue pork or barbecue beef? But pork isn't even a, a brisket. That's a that's a beef product. It's a throwback to it. Never mind. Oh no, it is. I remember that now. Yeah, that's right. That's a, an ignorant other episode that we had. All right, barbecue uh, pork or barbecue beef? Barbecue pork. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Pulled. Delicious. Pulled. Pulled barbecue pork. That's right. Sweet and savory or salty and spicy? I'm gonna go with sweet and savory. I'm I'm a sucker for you know just a sweet you know barbecue sauce. I love that. I like I like it to have some heat. I'm gonna go salty and spicy. Okay. All right. Then finally, dry rub or saucy? Dang. Man, I I consistently have better better wet sauce, better wet ribs than mm. I do dry ribs. Mm. I I think people get it more consistently right, but when someone gets a dry rub just right, yes, 
I, you know, it's just so rare because it can be so not done well. But man, when someone gets a dry rub just right on a doggone rib, man, hold my beer. Like, like, <laughs> like I, I'm about to make a fool myself. Like, it's gonna get ugly. Right. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna need a nap and mm-hmm. like, you know, wake up in a coma. You I can't mean, touch it's just, your eyes for a while. Because, oh like, my gosh. Like, deeply, yeah, yeah, dude. I just need good. to sit there and stare at the wall. Maybe have a have a you know cigarette. I mean, it's just a real. <laughs> This is an incredible experience. So um, I'm going to go with wet ribs, but, man, God bless those people that know how to do a dry rub. Yeah, man. Okay, so we're Memphis is dry rub, and we're well, close. Well, so what's Texas? I, the, the, let's get it right. The Rendezvous in Memphis is a dry rub. Okay, tell me, yeah. tell me the barbecue shop in Memphis that is known for wet ribs. I actually know Cor- the answer Corky's. to that question. What? Corky's. Are they- and Central Barbecue. Central barbecue. That's yeah, right. That, both, that, both. That is right. All right, yeah. all right. Fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. Fair yeah. point. They, yeah. they go both ways. What's Texas? I don't know, other than just brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, they don't... Good, they, good question. They don't side on either way. I, I, you I, know, I, no, they probably do. I just don't know the answer. I'm kind of with you, man. When a dry rub is done right, I am so there for that. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go dry rub. We're not having a barbecue episode. Let's move on. I never said that we... What? I, not this episode. I haven't said that we were. <laughs> <laughs> Take it up with Derek. <laughs> Great quickfire questions, of course, Derek. And hey, if you've got some quickfire questions for us, be sure to send those in at show at countrysquireradio.com. <laughs> your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Mm-hmm. All right, man, we got a great iTunes review in from Aircooled66. It says, best pipe tobacco related podcast. I listened to a few podcasts and immediately knew I had to subscribe and contribute via Patreon. Thank you so much, Eric Gould. Uh, John, David, and Bo present information and pipe culture in an education and entertaining way, and I really like the reader questions. Uh, well, thank you again, Eric Gould, for uh, both writing this review and becoming a, uh, a patron supporting the show. That goes a yeah. long way to the longevity of the show, and we thank you so much man, for Man, absolutely, brother. Um, man, uh, next one from our dear friend, Doug Owen, um, who we uh, always love uh, listening to and, and hearing from. Uh, Doug, I hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, he writes, um, hi, guys. Happy New Year. One of my very reliable sources indicates that Lane Limited is going to be uh, the new blender of Peterson Tobacco mm. and is planning on introducing some new blends under the Peterson trademark and also will be discontinuing some of the current blends. Hopefully those discontinued blends will not include Irish Flake or University Flake, two of their best tobaccos. Ironically, as you know, tattoos are a big deal lately. Uh, yes, Doug, I have I have two of them, actually. And uh, one of my part-time employees last year, an avid pipe smoker, actually had This Is Not a Pipe tattoo on his arm. How about that? Uh, which was a dead ringer for the painting. Oh, huh. That's really cool. Uh, the Thomas Nast image of Santa, I recall from my childhood, which we've, we've talked about before under some of our Santa Claus uh, commentary, um, the Thomas Nass image of Santa, I recall from my childhood, always included him smoking a church warden, probably a clay. Uh, exercise and pipe smoking, I used to jog 12 miles a week, and then my doctor told me that might add one year to my lifespan, so I figured that year would be eaten up by a number of hours I spent jogging. <laughs> there you go. That's my excuse from now on, Doug. <laughs> that is my excuse. Uh, so now my main form of exercise is walking a block to our local bakery here in Polesboro. Polesboro. Polesbo uh, for a chocolate donut. Uh, remember, chocolate is made from cocoa beans, which are a vegetable. So I figure a donut is healthy food. Keep puffing, our dear, <laughs> our dear friend Doug. Man, Doug and I are like spirit animals. Man, we just we get it. We're we're just on the same page. I'm gonna try that uh, <laughs> donut as a vegetable with my wife. I have a feeling it ain't gonna fly. I don't think it's gonna go very far. I mean, uh, a little activity on Twitter, uh, you know, that I can uh, chime in here real quick. We do have um, uh, one more reminder here again that the St. Louis Pipe Show. Um, is um, is on February 16th, Saturday, February 16th. It's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's at the Wester, Webster Groves Masonic Lodge, uh, 12 East Lockwood in Webster Groves, Missouri. The, there's hotel space uh, available. Uh, there's not an admission fee um, there, but there will be great, uh, you know, vendors, food and drink, you know, and just a lot of, uh, lot of fellowship there. There's a pre-show reception Friday night from 6.30 to 9. This is just a great classic American pipe show, long history, tons of your best American carvers will be present there at the St. Louis Pipe Show. Pipe smokers, collectors, dealers, pipe makers, and anyone interested in pipes, pipe smoking, and tobacco is welcome and encouraged to attend. And they uh, they look forward to having you there at the show. 
All right, man. The uh, the the YouTube channel our comments have been uh, been uh, rocking and rolling throughout the episode. Uh, everybody freaked out when you said raisins. I really, I think that there needs to be a, a drinking game. I know we, we broadcast currently in the midday, but oh yeah, look at that! Like every single time that John David says raisins, take a shot. Every single time that Bo spills his drink, take a shot. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that that that'd be hilarious. <laughs> also, there was the confirmation it was W O Larson. Thanks, Odie, for that. Good. We also um, Tom. Uh, shout out to Tom, who's actually in the in the chat tonight or today, and shout out to. Cosimo Pakeka? Cosimo, yeah. And I'm sure I butchered that as well. Yeah. Uh, it is 2.30 a.m. in Western Australia yeah. where he is tuning in. So good That's morning, awesome. brother. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Or Down under. No, Cosimo's yeah. been uh, man, a friend for friend for quite a while now. Down so. under. Yeah, uh, man. That's we, great. Good uh, Good morning down there. Good morning to you. I, I can't. Don't even try. And I shouldn't. Don't even try. I won't. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, some commentary on the barbecue, a lot of, a lot of discussion going on. Uh, there is uh, Bo- Bozan Egren says alligator tail on a barbecue is the best. Have you ever had alligator? Alligator tail. Yeah, yeah I, I have had alligator. Me I like too. alligator. It tastes, uh, you know, what's the saying? It tastes like chicken. It really does taste like chicken. But it, yeah, I, I like alligator. Zach May popping in for like two seconds to say hey and doing so at the appropriate time to be able to get mentioned on the show. So good on you, Zach. <laughs> And then also, um, Four-Eyed Piper says that he had some uh, uh, Country Squire Green Dragon on his live stream last night. So, uh, oh, that's great, that. man! Yeah. Thanks for doing that. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, um, man, ch- check out, check that out. Uh, we also, one more from Portland Paul on Twitter. He says, "Interesting note on keeping tobacco from heat, air, and light." Stephen Books, of course, legendary, uh, you know, tobacconist in the uh, Pacific Northwest, I think is uh, Portland. Stephen Books insisted on storing his tobaccos in a large, heavy, opaque ceramic jar with no gasket. Uh, he had some stored huh. and aged more than 50 years like that. Basically, no light, no heat, and moderate air. If Stephen said to do it that way, do it that way, because he was the man. <laughs> and maybe I'll be a you know, shadow of him uh, when I when I grow up. So, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for chiming in on that, Portland Paul. Shout out to Ed as well. I don't know if he's still uh, tuned in, but I saw that he was on earlier for his first ever live show. And, uh, oh, that's great. Add one of our, our Squire Scallywags uh, from the Sea of Thieves <laughs> group. So uh, always good to shout out the, the pipe-smoking pirates yep. out there. Arr. Yep. Arr. <laughs> Man, the rum, rum episode was fun. We need to do rum again. We should. But this episode was fun as well. Excellent. Always learning about these various tobaccos and kind of expanding the palate. Uh, we want to encourage you, if you want to join us for a live show, uh, we should be live next week at noon on Monday. And we'd love for you to be there to be with us. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> at CountrySquareRadio.com, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And, of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that more can be found at CountrySquareRadio.com. <laughs> Every time. Every time. All right. Well, thank you all so much, man. man this, was, uh, this was fun. Yeah, Always I had fun. fun. This is the bread and butter, man. This is what we do. Yeah, man. I, lo- I love it. I'll, I get nerding out, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Wait, right, man. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh,